radio check. Next artist is on A rig. Artist is on the way to the stage. Lighting, the artist is requesting we go door. Great stage. Great sound. And great visuals. There's a crew of men and women making it happen. Hear their stories. What up, everybody? I'm Rocky. This is Brenda. I'm Alex. And I'm Kirby. <laughs> and you've tuned into Set Times. The horn dog. <laughs> One of those. I got I it. You almost stick. pulled out the cumbias. <laughs> <laughs> so we have everybody in the studio. Oh, yeah. There we go. And it's Happy New Year's. Everybody. We didn't say that last time, but. Oh, shit. Yeah. Happy it's a new, new year. year. Yeah. It is? Very yeah. Because you haven't been here, and then you weren't here the last, last time. time. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. This is like, everybody's here now. Yeah, everybody's here. You know what I just realized? That I cannot use my phone for notes. Oh, well. Shit. We are, we are, so today <laughs> we are we're going doing, blind today. <laughs> we're doing a, a first for us, yeah. I should say, um, recording episode. 36 on uh, via Zoom. Via Zoom. Zoom. Yeah. All the way from lovely Redondo Beach. <laughs> 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 oh, no. We're in Almani. No, Monterey Park. Monterey Park. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we're, we're somewhere. Everywhere. I don't know. Same <laughs> shit. We're in LA. <laughs> so today's guest, um, I've only got the chance to work with him a couple times. Uh, he's a really great dude. Uh, I feel like the relationship between me and him flourished when we went to Nam together. He showed me a lot about like the actual music engineering, which I had no idea about, and I was tripping out on this guy, like how much he knew. And then he told me, "Hey, bro, I do music." <laughs> so we're gonna bring on today is my boy Sal De Oya. What up, Sal? Hello, everyone. How's it Hello. going? Thank yeah. you for coming on. Finally, finally, we got you on. I think yeah, we, it's I, been a minute. I think we now have everybody from Noise Academy has been on. Almost. <laughs> Almost. Almost. I think one of the owners hasn't been on yet. One of the other owners. Let me guess, Adam? Yeah, Adam. We haven't had Adam yet, but we got to get him on. Oh, you know Adam? <laughs> yeah, I work with him. <laughs> you know, I mean, it doesn't matter, but... Uh, whenever Kirby talks, he doesn't come up on my phone. But it doesn't matter. Okay, you don't need to see him. Anyway. You see, he's sitting right across from you. <laughs> I can see you right there. Everybody's got their. Just let's lay it out. Everybody's got their phones, so we can see so Sal. We, so we can see Sal, and everybody can see everybody. Yeah, I put the new "Do Not Disturb," uh. <laughs> so nobody calls me and shit <laughs> while you're in the middle of it. Yeah, good, good. All right, so so Sal, tell us, tell everybody what you do in the industry, or what have you done. Um, what do you man, haven't do, you done? There's a, a lot of things 
that I do for the industry. Um, currently, I've been do doing a lot of uh, stage managing and production managing. Um, that's been fun. It's still been a learning experience. Uh, I've been fortunate to work with a lot of great talent, great people throughout the industry. And um, yeah, um, maybe continue doing that for a little bit. Nice, nice. So what did you start doing? What was your first job when you got into the industry? Um, it was a weird thing, though. It, it, I, I couldn't really pinpoint a start. It was kind of a blend of things. Um, first and foremost, I think DJing first got me into music deeper and not knowing getting into DJing that I would be getting into the production back end of things. Uh, doing that um, during that journey it's like you just meet different people through um, through different avenues and different opportunities open up people see what your skills are and they're like hey I can use you for something you look like you'd be good at this or something and then from that skill set you kind of grow and learn from other things too you know yeah and I didn't know you DJed I oh I just found out the other day because I saw you actually DJ I'm like oh, oh that's yeah. right we uh you we did, did a back-to-back -back set at the Noise Academy party. That was fun. Yeah. Yeah, dude. That was that was a, that was a great time. You play on on, on the shittiest <laughs> equipment, by the way. I I don't think I've ever played on gear that bad. <laughs> Damn. It was bad. It was bad. It like was bad. I think the play button didn't work at some point. Uh, like hot cues didn't work. It had a mind of its own. It did. Sure. Yes. And it was great to see a bunch of great minds trying to figure out how to navigate through the shitty equipment. And like at, at the end of the night, you guys had a mixer on top of a mixer, which I thought was hilarious. <laughs> but that was for another <laughs> DJ. It was the party for the party makers. <laughs> yeah. We made it work. We made it work. It was great. It was you guys. It was hilarious to see all of you guys just kind of scramble to make this all this stuff work, and <laughs> like it, it was a, uh, it was comical because it was so shitty. But you guys, uh, the hell was that? Oh, our copy machine. Anyways, it, because oh, you guys are good at what you do, you guys were, you guys figured it out. You guys made it work. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah I am sorry. I interrupted you, but. No, oh, sorry. The coffee machine's talking right now. So just you, this place is haunted. <laughs> <laughs> the coffee machine's haunted. going on? all kinds of noise back there. <laughs> Anyways, okay. So you started DJing. Were yeah. you like young, like high school? Uh, I was probably. It was probably like the latter end of high school. Um, uh, one of my best friends, Keith. Um, he pretty much introduced me to the culture of hip hop and DJing. He would um he he had a set at his place and every time I would come over just you know play with it mess around with it, and then, you know just, just start getting deeper into it you know start scratching and just learning different things. From that was that was gonna be my next question. If you got into D, if you got into DJing hip hop, do you know how to scratch? Because I, I feel like yeah, that's a whole other skill. Yeah, that is a whole other madness to that's learn. That's a turntablist. He's he's that's... dope. He's dope at it too. I'll tell you that. I didn't get to at, at Nam. When we're at Nam. We went into was it Serato? I don't remember. I, it, I think it was Serato. We went into their booth, and they had yeah. all the gear laid out. And I didn't know this was a DJ at all. <laughs> so this was like walking around. I'm like, oh, let's get out of here, bro. Let's look at the fucking other shit. And he's like, no, no, hold on, hold on. And he got on it, and dude, I was like, what the fuck? This fucking like scratch, like literally to where like the 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 people that are there showing off the gear came up and was like. 
they were like just jocking him like oh shit he, like what do you think of this and he's like well, it's a little bit of work, but you know, yeah. <laughs> so they're asking him, like, you know, he's right there, just and he's like, Yeah, it's, it's all right, but that one's bitter. And I was like, What the fuck? I, I didn't know this food did this shit. And that's what I'm saying. Like, when I was with him at NAM, I felt like I, I connected more with him and he showed more of his side, like, of what he's really made of. Yeah, yeah. That was fun. We gotta, we gotta see you uh, throw down next time uh, we're, we're working together. I would love to, yeah. Well, if there's 1200s, I you mean, can't, you can't do it on CDJs. I know there's people that scratch on CDJs out there, but no, I can't. I, I, <laughs> okay. I don't have the time. Yeah, because it's a, it's a different feel, right? Yeah, that and I just don't have CDJs in front of me to practice. To practice that. Yeah, gotcha. it's a whole other rhythm. Well, yeah. then you need to contact uh, Sound Factory. You know, Sound Factory <laughs> does rentals. And it's at a really great price if you use set times as a discount code. <laughs> okay. Is that, is that like a 99% discount code? You hear code that, Augie? Right. Augie with the tracksuit, he heard it. <laughs> Augie, how does that work? <laughs> oh, man. Every, wait, wait, I gotta, every time I see Augie now, I talk to him about the tracksuit. He's like, I never wear a tracksuit. I'm like, dude, you <laughs> in our fucking podcast, you wear a tracksuit. I want to thank Augie and thank everybody for coming to oh, yeah. our little opening. I was shocked to see him. Yeah. I was so shocked to see him. Yeah, he showed, he up. showed up yeah. with the tracksuit. Thank you. No. No, he never <laughs> tracksuit. Track but yeah. if we ever get him on the show, we all are going to be wearing tracksuits. We'll oh, get him his own. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's going to have to change. I'm going to have to place anyway. that special order. <laughs> and he all black tracksuits with set times on it. Yeah. Ooh. That's to Augie. Yeah. Thanks. Exactly. Okay. Get back to Sal. Yeah. Let's get back to Sal. Okay, so high school-ish, you started DJing. You started to obviously make connections with other people in the industry, probably promoters and people trying to throw their own events. How did you get into the production side? Um, TNA. TNA. Noise Academy. I met Adam first. Okay. Um, a group of friends in Chino Hills. Uh, we used to hang out in Starbucks out there. And then... Uh, he was like, hey, um, this was probably after high school already. This is probably like maybe a couple of years after graduating. And I was already, you know, out college and not knowing what to do yet, you yeah. know, still figuring it out. And then I met Adam. Uh, he was going to Cal Poly at the time. And uh, he's like, hey, I'm thinking of throwing a night in Pomona. And um, or... I don't even think it was Pona yet. I think we started in Pasadena. But anyways, he was planning on throwing a night. And he's like, we need a DJ. And, um, you know, think, thinking of doing like a R&B, hip hop, top 40, you know, all all, all genres kind of night. And then I was like, you know what? I'm down, you know. And uh, that happened. I ended up meeting Carlo and, you know, the rest of the TNA gang. Uh, like Vero... Kiko, it, it it goes deep back then, and then um from there um yeah we started just doing these parties for fun, and then uh, at that time they were in college. I think they met people in Gorilla Union, and they started working with them for a little bit, and then started doing like you know uh, what is Gorilla Union? Uh, I'm sorry. What is Gorilla Union? What is that? Gorilla Union used to be the promoters for Rock the Bells. Oh, that's Super right. Bell. Okay, um, I do remember that. Hey, dudes. Four twenty. Yeah, Smoke all, out. all that stuff. Smoke out. That's uh, right. Four twenty. Yeah, Rock Rock the Bells was one of the bigger ones that they had, but 
Yeah, so so I think they were interning with them. Some of them were, and then we were we were able to get opportunities like volunteering for you know VIP staff parking, just random random jobs. You know, just like they need bodies to support these, you know, Events. for a meet yeah for a meet ticket and maybe like a fifty dollar day rate. I don't know. Um, fifty dollar day rate. That's yeah. awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> and uh, so you build these connections. Then yeah, just met some of the coolest people, and uh, just took us on and started doing like bigger projects. Uh, shout out to Brian Valdez out there. I don't know if he ever's gonna listen to this, but uh, he started off with a lot of us. He gave us the opportunity of you know doing some production labor for Coachella Valley camping staff. Ooh. And from there on out, wow. um, we kind of met. I met Derek Finner out at Coachella Camping. That introduced me to Insomniac. And working more with Insomniac and stuff like that. It, it, it's crazy. It just branches out from there, really. I'd say Coachella is probably one of the big. That was probably the big stepping stone is being. Yeah, for sure. That's huge. And at a $50 day rate? Wow, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> and, and like know, that's 50... why they were hiring you cheap labor, homie. <laughs> you, you don't know better, man. Sometimes you just do it. Yeah, yeah, but you know what? Me. When you're hungry and when you're trying to get somewhere, you'll pretty much do anything. You'll do it for free. You'll do it just to get in. Yeah. At least you got paid, bro. I man, I was doing it, and I was just fucking like. Just let I me definitely walk did water one time for Insomniac and not get paid for it. Really? That's it was cool. definitely volunteer work. Shouts to Event Water Solutions. <laughs> <laughs> That's great, cause and then it's it's kind of crazy how it's it's all about who you know, but who your paths cross with. Timing's everything. You have to be at the right time right place at the right time to meet the right person and then that door opens and then that door opens but you've 100%. been w with noise academy from the beginning it sounds like we won wow that's great damn yeah that's you're great. one of the ogs okay so it's great to see the different things that we've had hands on and, yeah you know all the projects really and they cool. and they've kept you a secret this long because <laughs> i remember Under only seeing you what like like four or five years ago Right? Yeah, not too long ago. Definitely before COVID. Yeah, like, and I was like, man, you've been with them forever. And they kept you a secret. So. Yeah, but I feel you were always doing other stuff when we were working. Yeah, the, the raves. Show, the shows, yeah. Just probably doing the hip hop. Mm hmm. Because we've worked a few CrossFests together. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah we met them before I did then. A yeah. couple CrossFests. Yeah, that's yeah. the first time I, I met Sal was at CrossFest. Yeah. So you grew up in like Orange County area. I grew up in San Gabriel Valley. I grew up in a uh, West Covina Walnut area. All right. Oh, all yeah. Right. Sorry. Walnut <laughs> <laughs> area. Another, yeah, that's SGV is definitely home. Yeah, another S Southern California native. That's awesome. I actually thought that you were f uh, when I first met you because we were in San Diego. I thought you lived in San Diego. I thought you were out yeah, there. People, a lot of people think, oh, I'm, I guess I'm out there a good majority of the year too. So, and it starts. It sounds like you you did like you started from the bottom. You did all the little jobs, all the like little odd. You said you did water for Insomniac one time, and then little by little you started getting bigger. It sounds like you started getting bigger, bigger things, bigger bigger ventures, and now you stage manage and production yeah. manage. That's yeah. and put on races. Car races. Oh, that's right. F one races at that. That one time. 
Hey, homie, that that's that's big. That's Sometimes huge. Big time. Yeah, <laughs> that's tell big, us though. about that. Yeah, let's let's talk about that. That's pretty. Uh, that's like the Super Bowl. Or that's, racing. it's probably bigger than Super Bowl. Uh, yeah. I don't know if it's bigger than Super Bowl. within a specific crowd, yeah. maybe. Yeah, within, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, but it's probably as big, like production-wise. In yeah, in that field, right. in that racing field, mm-hmm. that's thirty that's times big. in a year. You it, know, can you imagine them doing that like multiple times, like one oh, once every month, pretty much. It's crazy. Tell us about I mean, your your experience there. You you were in Vegas. Yeah, no, I was in uh, I was in Miami. Um, oh, that's right, it's in Miami. Yeah, yeah, it was a uh, seventh month contract um the last four months of it i stayed out there for for the build of, of the event um this is this was a miami formula one by the way what year was that you... uh, this was 2022 oh so you're like we're almost we're oh, like right out of COVID. yeah it was 21 yeah. wasn't it no i think it was 22 yeah. right I, oh it doesn't matter yeah because 23 happened yeah no 23 is um the second one that they had over there so 22 22 yeah. yeah i was uh responsible for a lot of their structure builds and managing uh the logistics of it um i had june on and a couple of other people that helped me out with a with the build of the show um it was a big project it had we had to deal with a lot of vendors um getting them situated um in an orderly manner to get the show built i mean any job that's like i'm gonna have to pull you away from home for seven months is a huge job that's crazy yeah, that was, that was a, lot, a lot of phone calls and a lot of budget and uh yeah damn that's crazy <laughs> you're a huge f1 fan right um yeah no i am i'd say that i'm a pretty big f1 fan um i don't follow it as much as i would like to but that's definitely the heart's there All right. at one time did you sit there and go holy shit i'm like a part of this and i made this happen oh 100 there's definitely multiple moments of that yeah it's it a it, there was especially race day it was a pretty surreal moment um especially you know growing up watching these races you know not knowing that you'd be able to experience it in real life that's crazy um, yeah I'm sure that that, like that made circle. you uh, like your your hairs like come up and shit. I could just oh, imagine. Right. It <laughs> was the, a very you, you hear the crowd, the <laughs> roaring of the engines, everything, bro. It was just yeah. I was no, watching it on TV and I was like, my homie Sal's there. Yeah. <laughs> I was showing off for you at the barbershop, my dude. Like I was like, yeah, my homie put on this show. See that he and built I, that right there, right yeah, there. And I was yeah, and I was at the barbershop. We're like your homie, and I was like, yeah, dude, my homie's part of that shit. He's the production manager for that shit. Like, and them fools were like, yeah, that's dope. That's insane. Dude, it's- can I ask how like you internalize that anxiety of like being able to work that show and handle all the phone calls and all the vendors? Like how do you even go about knowing what to do and how to handle that? Because I wouldn't even know how to handle it myself. Can I be honest with you? Yeah. I, I didn't know how to handle it either. Um, <laughs> I just took it day by day, um, project by project, question by question by question, demand by demand. And I did my best to fulfill that. Some of them I didn't fulfill. Some I did. But ultimately, you know, just giving it a shot and trying your best made me feel better in the situation. Because a lot of times, too, like some of it, you just felt defeated, you know, and certain projects. But because there's like so much. But, you know, having a strong team, having the support that you have and having a good team behind that 
it made it a lot easier. That's awesome. That's great. So seven months in Miami, did you miss like the LA food? 100%. But I can't <laughs> knock it though because Jamaican food, Cuban food. Oh. Yeah, Miami food is good, good. man. Yeah. yeah. It, it, yeah. Ain't, it ain't no tacos from around the corner though. I'm pretty sure no, they have no, their own I didn't miss my tacos, don't get me wrong. But there's a spot called Golden Crust. Some of you might know, but man, that place is awesome. Golden Oxtail. Crust? Where is that? It's a it's a chain in Miami. We'll have to um, look that up. We'll be there. They, they serve these beef patties. They're just man. All right. All right. Remember that. Golden Crust. I'll try to remember. We'll be in Miami on Tuesday. Yeah. And the right. public public supermarket. That's a win. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so F one fifty, one of your F-150. biggest. What 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 did I? What is it? F one. Oh, talking about F one. <laughs> you can tell I know, you know nothing the, you know, about racing. I know, you know the F one fifty. We're gonna edit that out so I don't sound like a dumbass. <laughs> no, no, we're gonna leave that straight. <laughs> okay, F one is one of your biggest. What is another like job that you conquered that you're like, holy shit, I can't believe I was a part of that. Man, almost everyone kind of provides that same experience, to be honest oh, with you. Oh, I love it. That's great. Because you've done like, some really big shows. Because yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it's it's seeing the crowd and seeing them happy just makes me feel that much better about doing what I guess I, I do, you know? Like, I can't I can't even really pinpoint what I do as well, you know? It's like... Because you do so much. It, you're delegating, you're managing, you're overseeing. Building. Building. Yeah, I mean, seeing a happy crowd, happy sell. Hey, bro, are you even working? <laughs> What's up? Are you even working at the shows? Like, you just... I don't know, man. <laughs> he just shows up and happens to get paid for it. <laughs> yeah, I want to do that. So you mentioned you mentioned college. Did you actually go to school for? I don't even. You know, is there a name for what you do? Did you Did you I go to college? Did not go to school. I actually, um, well, during that. So during, after graduating high school, I did go to college for about a couple of years trying to figure stuff out. Uh, went to Santa Monica College, um, tried to do my AA out there, but I, mean, I was still I was still a lost soul, you know? Like I still was uncertain in what life had to offer and where my happiness would lead to. And, um, but yeah, I, I didn't end up finishing school. Um, so I ended up working for Wells Fargo Bank Another banker. Another, Another banker. During college. <laughs> and then uh, I got stuck there for about maybe two and a half years. And then I ended up working like local odd jobs in, in SGV, you know, just trying to sustain and trying to figure stuff out, uh, taking college classes here and there, ending up dropping out because my, I don't know, man, my mind was just not there. School's not and, for uh, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I didn't know that school wasn't for me. I honestly wish it was, it's you know, but school. for some reason, the way my brain ticks, it just wasn't yeah. cooperating with that, you know, unfortunately. But like sometimes like I kick myself in the bus like, man, I should have went to school. Like, you know, we could still go to school now, but like it was the time. I have so many people around me that have so much knowledge yeah. that also didn't go to school that are, you know, that love what they do. But, you know, it's just finding those people that are willing to share and appreciate that knowledge with others is another thing. <laughs> that and you're not in debt for school, right? And that too. <laughs> I feel yeah. like a lot of people in your industry, though, share. You guys are they very, do. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's like a master, uh, master class. Yeah. 
Yeah, what can I learn today? Yeah, if you have somebody who's <laughs> eager and wanting to learn, I think there's a lot of people out there that are willing to share, which I think is is refreshing because I don't I don't see that. I've never really saw that until I started doing this with you guys and talking to a lot of people and you it's really really uh it's really nice to see that. Yeah, and what we do is like such a specific trade. Yeah. It's like I I think what we do really and is involved with experience and what you've dealt with in the past that, you know, helps you out on different scenarios in the in current scenarios. Yeah. And like you said, there's like, you don't really have like a, a name of what you guys do. Like there's no like specific, like you guys just work in the industry and all of you kind of do different things sometimes. You guys like, should, you guys should uh, start a class at Cal Poly, you and Carlo. I know. And, uh, make it a fucking course. Seriously. You know what? If I'm not mistaken. Um, they might have actually. Mm. Um, uh, and you know what? That would be cool because have them come back and because I'm pretty sure there's a lot of students now that attend these shows and they're they're curious like how do I get into this? I'm pretty sure you've come across people and they've asked you guys like how do you? Oh do yeah, what I you get do? asked all the time yeah. and, hey, and I, get I get asked that too and it's a very very difficult question to answer you know like i i honestly didn't go to school for it and it's really knowing and surrounding yourself with people with the same interests mm-hmm. it's almost like i mean same story as i kind of fell into it too and you kind of fell into it and you kind of fell into it yeah you kind of fell into it yeah you can yeah everybody fell into it yeah it's not <laughs> like Something that we so this job's not all cut out what it's supposed to be, guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just have to fall into it. Well, no, our previous guest he attended a festival and then was like, "How do I get into it?" And then he He went to shows. He went to shows. And back in the day when when Rocky was starting his DJing career again, we would we would tell each other we got to go show face, and that's how we kept we kept relevant. We got to go show face, that, and that's what I felt like Tony did. He went to these things, he went to these things until he met the right person, and then they started cl- collaborating. But it's it's definitely yeah, y- either you fall into it or you know somebody. I mean, that's exactly yeah. yeah. And um yeah, well, so worked at the bank for a little bit, odd jobs from there, and uh, the last job that I did before doing production um. I was working for T-Mobile, selling cell phones. Just hated the job, you know. <laughs> Sales sucked. I gotta, you know, maintain a certain quota for, you know, a store that had no traffic. Oh. And, and then, um, don't give up know, the just, secrets, bro. Don't give up the secrets. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> and just like staring at this window, it's like, man, like I can't do this anymore. And and then uh, Carlo actually hit me up. He's like, hey. Yo, you want to work Coachella? Fucking put it in my two weeks after that. And I never looked back. Man, so you're just like Damien. First just show like was Damien. Coachella? Yeah. But it, it's crazy, though, because, yes, it was Coachella. But we did some crazy shit that first year. <laughs> um, Yeah, we, we were working for camping staff at that time. And then we weren't even allowed to step foot in Coachella grounds. That was that wasn't even part of our department. So we just stayed in camping side, you know, building camping basically. And, uh, and that was way before they even had acts in the campground. Yes. Oh, that's another story. All those acts are fun. Like silent disco and all that. Yeah. Oh, Oh, so you were, you were able to be a part of that. We started that. Oh, tell us about that. Nice. Yep. Yep. 
That's a huge attraction right there. Yeah. Everybody, the it's after crazy. hours. Mm-hmm. I, I, that, like every time I go to Coachella, I still try to make my way out there at the end of the night. Like that's always my last stop there. Like it's it's kind of like home, you know? Yeah, the, the when we used to go, of course, you'd be inside the whole time. And then afterwards, you'd always have friends that were in the camping. So you'd wander into camping, hang out in camping, always hit whatever, silent disco. But they they have another one now. They only have silent disco. Just silent uh, disco. They have a couple now. Um, right. They've been expanding. Um, I didn't really get a chance to explore that on the last one, but they do still have silent disco and all that. So how were you a part of that? How did you start that? Um, well, we, we, we built the thing. Um like subfloors when they had subfloors we connected uh all the amps for it um we we did the production for it and uh we managed it um dj got some dj time as well um that's awesome oh i saw that in 2018 you dj and i didn't know where you just said coachella but i didn't know exactly where so that was in the campground Oh, that that was probably, oh, man. We did it a few times. Probably did it like a couple handful times. That's uh, awesome. We, so you could the, say you played Coachella. Oh yeah, Damn. Oh, yeah. I'm jealous. Um, I, I played Yuma. Opened <laughs> no up for way. Yuma. And twenty. When was the second year that Yuma started? Oh, uh, I don't know. Twenty sixteen. No. Was it? I think it was 2015, 2016. One of those. Yeah. Um, no, it might even be before that. I don't know how that happened. Shout outs to whoever was able to book me and opening that spot. That was awesome. That's I wish I could so do that. cool. Dude, that is <clears throat> massive, dude. <laughs> I mean, no one was in there when I was playing. But it doesn't matter. Fucking, that that shit, you played. You that played. doesn't matter. <laughs> That's awesome. Was your name on the bill? Yeah, it was. Whoa. Nice. Uh, you know how, how they do those wooden boards? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was, it was on there. Dude, that's badass. That's yeah. so cool. I, I remember I was uh when I found out that I was playing, I was watering the fields uh before <laughs> week, weekend before weekend one. You were like, like you're out there with the hose. <laughs> Someone pulls I, I up in a golf were. cart and they're like, Are you we, sound? We yep, that's exactly what we were doing. We were watering Coachella grounds when I found it. I was jumping around like a weird person. Yeah, I would have too. So did actually the how did someone came up to you and was like Hey, yo, Sal. Um, did you check the schedule? <laughs> I'm like, nah. Why? Like, dude, you're 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 playing Yuma. I'm like, what? Because I only knew that I was playing Sound Disco. That's what I was only booked for. But um, yeah, they ended up giving me a slot. You know, an opportunity to open up uh, one of the coolest stages out there. That's, dude, that's so, so cool, awesome. Dude. Did you get paid for that? <laughs> Who cares? No. Yeah. They were. They were. They probably- didn't ask for it, which is cool. They were like, no, nah, we're going to get this food two for one right now. <laughs> Real quick. All right, go back and water grass. Yeah, go yeah, 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 get back yeah. to work. Right. Get back to work. <laughs> so the first time that you worked there, had you gone to Coachella previously? Uh, yes, I have. Um, but not. I didn't attend to see the show. I was also working. But I was working at the offsite where you pick up the tickets. Uh, oh, was, the tennis, yeah. the little. You worked your way <laughs> in, bro. Seriously, huh? you worked your way into. I, I did, man. I, I really did. It, it's crazy. It's a it's a trip. That's like my nephew. Like, hey, you want to work at Coachella? So what I gotta do? I don't know, <laughs> but you gotta do something. <laughs> you gotta pick up the weird stuff on the floor sometimes. Questionable. Yeah, lots of questionable shit on that floor. That's so crazy. 
That's sick, man. I know. I'm just like picturing you watering the grass and like somebody was just like, hey, by the way, and you're like, what? What are you even talking about? And then you got to play. I know I was stalking you on Instagram and I saw, I was like, what he played? I was like, I don't recognize that stage. And so I guess, I don't think that was Yuma because it looked, I, I, it might've been the campground. No, that, that, that was definitely at the campgrounds. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I took down a lot of pictures off of Instagram too, but. I know. A, Thanks. Which, 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 <laughs> I, I, put I know. I was trying I to just, stalk it makes, you. It was like. Honestly, it really makes me sad sometimes because I, I really want to do that more. I really want to start DJing more. Yeah, and I but, see because of your Instagram that you not only DJ, but you also make music. Yeah, I do. You're also a producer and, of music. No, and and a master, right? What's up? You do mastering? Mastering, yes, I do. I do do I do, do some mastering. That's even bigger than Wait, what does that mean? He makes your shit dope. So after you make a track, <laughs> you send it to someone okay. and they'll master your track. Which so is it sounds basically, clear. yeah, they uh, like EQ it and that Can I ask Sal that? It don't sound like Sorry. shit, like Kazo. Like, Sorry. Ask Sal that question. Yeah. <laughs> so if I send you a track, how, what, do you, what do you do to make it better? Um, well, it comes from, usually prefer from a two bus mix. Um, nothing in the chain as far as the, uh, the last of it. And make sure, you know, just give me some headroom to, have it on parts of whatever else is out there and, you know, have it attainable to any other system that plays too. I'm, I'm even more confused. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay. So you basically enhance yeah. it. Do you change it? The thing is sometimes you get some stuff that don't even need anything, you know, ah. you just have to make sure that it's okay to be played on everything down to your iPhone to your massive PA speakers that we normally see. So you're talking about the quality. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Ah, okay. And you, you also don't want to veer far too much from what they've presented to you, because then again, that's like an artistic move that yes. you don't want to. Okay, that was my question. Like, do you alter it? Want, no. No, one hundred percent not. You want to respect what has given to you, what has been given to you. Oh, that's crazy! And you never went to school for music or anything. No, it's honestly just being around all, of, all these people. Yeah, that's just being around the industry. That's a hip-hop junkie in him. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, totally. Self-taught in that, that realm, too. That's crazy. We've never had anybody who masters music. Huh. That's a whole, that's, again, a whole other skill. See, I had no idea what that was either until I met him, and he, we're at now. And he was over there, like, listen to this. It sounds like shit. Because they give you, they have samples. And he's like, listen to this. And then he's like, look, I'm going to turn this knob and it's going to sound totally different. And then I was like, on the headphones. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, he was, dude, he was like in a nerd in heaven. Dude, I, I remember that piece that we were playing with, too. I, I still want that piece. Yeah, he was like, I want this shit. And they told him, this is the new one. He's like, I know. I have the That's old too one. Expensive. I have the old one. Yeah. I want to go to Nam with you. We don't do cool shit like that when I go to Nam. I go to Rocky. Nam. Is Nam coming up? It is. Yeah. It's uh, next weekend. But you guys aren't here. Mm -mm. Oh. Who got the Who got the Nam hookup? Augie. Augie, yeah. Let's see. Yeah, call Augie. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. It might yeah. be too late. Yeah. I think you. No, know, I got late. in like two days before, bro. Oh, all right. Yeah. We'll make some phone calls. We'll tell me on the set time. Gotta call tracksuit Augie. Tracksuit Augie. So, how did you get into mastering? How did that even start? Um, 
I, I started dipping into it more in, in, like during COVID. Um, I, I don't know. Like I, I, I always nerded out on gear. And um, over the years, I just started collecting gear at the same time. And then um, I, I, ever since I was a kid, like I always had an interest in tweaking things and turning knobs <laughs> and like seeing what sound does you know at a young I, I remember i remember taking my um old sony boombox i had back in the day not knowing anything about it i was probably like maybe in like i'd say sixth or seventh grade and then uh i tried to get like a old cardboard box and like put a box underneath it and like i was nerding out on what is now i know um it's called resonance out of the speaker box you know and i was like hey it's kind of louder now you know and just like nerding out on like random shit and kind of just you know the curiosity just led to it you know um especially like work just working with like drum machines and hip-hop and stuff like the after the after product of what you make doesn't really always sound as good as what you intend and then I got deeper into the mixing process of things. And then once I started learning about the mixing process of things, it's like, okay, what do you do after mixing? Oh, you do mastering. What's mastering? And then, you know, just started going deeper into that and more questions arise from there. Yeah. Okay. So what is mixing? Uh, mixing is um, the accumulation of your different parts of music. I mean, it's crazy because you can take it into into context with any art form, really, uh, whether it be painting. Um, it's like the mix, the mixing of colors to make it one cohesive uh, product. Okay, basically, making sure they all blend together well. Exactly. I think that's what I, I think that's a good analogy of what mixing would be. Okay. And then, and then mastering would be your final lacquer to your mix. Uh, all right. Your uh, painting. The cherry on top. There you go. And I love how you're all self, you, you, you are self-taught. Like this was just like a passion that you kind of just picked up on and you nerded out on. Yeah. I mean, picked up a couple books. Um, I definitely reach out to friends with questions, you know, um, and just hungry for information. You know, my mind doesn't stop. It just keeps going. <laughs> it doesn't sleep. So how many pieces of equipment do you have? I can't count. Oh, wow, I'm, that much? I'm looking in the background. Is that a, a Mackie 1604 in the background? It is a Soundcraft FX16. Oh, okay. I usually run uh, my analog eight outs from the MPC into that. So I use that as like my my um, my um summing bus pretty much. Okay. Then, you know, I could either track it out into Ableton or send it out to bus straight to a master track. That's depends. Cool. I don't know. It, it, it really depends on the workflow and what you're kind of feeling, what you're into, how just, you're vibing. Just look at the background. I can see all your uh, <laughs> little keyboards and your... Somebody take a screenshot when he's on so you can see all the little things <laughs> behind him. Um, so do you collect vinyl also? I do. Uh, I, that's probably like you, one of... Uh, yeah. I, I, have a, I, have, I definitely have a vinyl bug. Uh, I definitely started DJing with vinyl. I, I, you have a picture of you standing ab around a bunch of crates or a bunch of crates around you. Are those your, is that your collection? Oh, no, that was my last visit in Toronto. Uh, I was able to visit Neptune Records out there. 
And I don't know if you guys are familiar with Nardwar, but that's his kind of a home record store that he goes to and has fun mm. at with uh, digging like interviews and stuff. Yeah. Is that when you were out there with Drake? <laughs> nah. <laughs> I heard that. I heard that's a tough gig. There's something about just thumbing through vinyl. Like you could spend hours just thumbing through old shit. It's fun. Yeah. Dusty fingers. Yeah, Great. yeah, definitely dirty hands afterwards. <laughs> definitely dirty hands. Yeah, I miss going to the Pasadena swap meet and mm-hmm. just digging. Just shit. It's funny though, because I mean, we used to be able to go and spend, you know, a couple bucks, get some really good shit. Now everything's so fucking expensive. Fucking outrageous. Yeah. I'm like, how much is that record? Fifty dollars, a hundred dollars. Yeah, this one right here is a hundred bucks. What's it do, dog? What's it gonna do? Fucking suck me or what? <laughs> hundred bucks for a record? Crazy. You, you don't even want to play it. It's so expensive, you know. Yeah. yeah. And you have to know what you're going to get. That's the other thing yeah. too. Is like, no. When I, I'm when I'm there on the spot and I'm digging, I'm like, fuck. What am I looking for? And then I just don't remember. No, you see, for me, it's the other way around. If I have no agenda, then I find good shit. Because then my mind is just like, whatever I find, if it's good, I'm just going to, you know, and if it's cheap, <laughs> going to get Ra- it. Random questions for you guys. Um, what do you guys look for when you guys go dig? Old shit. I like classic okay. rock. Yeah, I'm classic, classic rock. rock. Yeah. I just I love Cheech and Chong, so I always try to find all their, their <laughs> stuff. I have most of their stuff on, on vinyl. So <laughs> I just look for dope covers, bro. That's it. Oh, yeah. And some Wu Tang. That's it. <laughs> like, yeah. Thanks forever. I don't. I don't really collect, but I have a few. Oh yeah. It's hard to find like house records because a lot of those kind of aren't they just you, like single press and you have to read it. No, not just that, blank? but like usually yeah. no one's carrying that kind of stuff unless it's like a DJ. Mm-hmm. Very specific. Like, yeah, very like, specific. Yeah. Chicago record store or something. Yeah, yeah. something like that. Then you need to take your ass to Chicago. They have, they have, um, like every now and then I'll see an Instagram like a DJ like, oh, I'm getting rid of my stuff. Come by and you can go like dig that kind of stuff. But I never have the time to go do that. But he's just trying to get you to the house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Is there something in the industry that you like w- haven't accomplished that you're like someday or like a festival? You're like someday I'm gonna, I'm gonna like. A bucket list show. Yeah, there's yeah. A, a bucket list show. More shows in Europe, for sure. Ooh. I don't think I've been to Europe enough. Have you this. worked any shows in Europe? No, I haven't. Even Asia. Like, if it, 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 all, the th- all the stuff, majority that I've really done is back here. Okay. In the States. United States. But um, I would love to do more international stuff, for sure. Like, um, just like big, big stuff or like... like doesn't big, even matter. Big, big small. Shows out there. Preferably, I would like doing a DJing, but... Shit, I'm just putting it out there. Um, Put it out there. <laughs> um, yeah, but definitely being able to explore more internationally is what I would like to do. I'm with you on that one. Yeah. I wouldn't just, even care what just it is. experience things, you know, and see different things that the average doesn't usually see and experience. I think that's a gift in itself, you know, having that opportunity. And then it's different out there. The, the oh, music yeah. scene is different out there. It's just. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I wish I could go out there for a week. Yeah. Just to like. Anywhere. Hit all those undergrounds. Like, 
I'm exactly. Pro- I probably don't have the energy for it. Like even the hip hop underground shows that you, they sh- they show you on like Instagram. I'm like, no fucking way. This shit's in the fucking subway tunnel. <laughs> like keep your head for like five minutes. And, you know, yeah, I mean, right. <laughs> yeah. And they all start like at three in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'll probably be asleep. That's early. Where was that? Yeah, we, that is early. We went, uh, Brenda and I went to uh, Paris one time, and we happened to be, uh, who was playing? It was Todd Edwards was playing mm-hmm. at this club under a bridge. a bridge. And we're like, oh, fuck, let's go check him out. So we hit up someone that we knew out there, and they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, we're going to go. All right, cool, let's meet up. What time do you want to leave? 10. They're like, no, 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 no. <laughs> don't leave till one. I'm like one. <laughs> yeah, they got They got to get the gear down there. <laughs> yeah, and it it was great because when we got there, it was pitch black, dark, dark, dark. It was really dark, and you're literally under a bridge. Nobody out there, huh? And yeah, nobody on the street until yeah. you get to the where you're going. And then we were leaving. It was sunrise, and it was, it was so like seven in the morning. Beautiful. It was so beautiful. And we're all you know crawling out of wherever you know. It was. It was. Well, that's why they don't start school till like 11. <laughs> <laughs> I love their way of life out there. It's great. The, Euro- right. the Europeans are doing it right. All right. So yeah. more more gigs in Europe. You're going to, it's going to happen this year. This year. Why not? Yeah. So do you DJ regularly? Um, Not as much as I used to. Okay. Just because oh, you no, work I more? I wish I did. I wish I did. But I, I don't know. I'll, the focus just wasn't to that, you know, mm-hmm. um, especially getting to like more of like the production back end of things. Uh, just sometimes it's just me being in the element and just being surrounded. It just kind of I'm happy with that. But I am a slight bit envious when I do see them play and rock a crowd. Yeah. So, so just a tiny yeah. smidge. Yeah. I, I want to be out there. All of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I've, uh, you know, during quarantine, Rocky taught me how to DJ and last groove cruise or something he threw oh, me on that's right he threw me on and that to have that feeling of like up there and like people are like grooving to your shit it's an addiction it Which, is right yeah yeah i was like this is awesome i don't know what i'm doing right now but that's okay <laughs> like you she, feel the it's it, it's funny because i taught her on the denon gear and then oh. she played on the 2000 she's like i this i don't understand where is this and where is that I used to question, like, because, you know, I'm not in the field. Um, I'm like, how come, like, if you're a DJ, you should know how to play in everything, right? Everything's kind of the same. And then till I was like, what the fuck is this? I don't know what this is. <laughs> what is this? What is it? Where's my... Hey, this? I still feel the same way about CDJ sometimes. Ah. Yeah, it and took a while. all the time. Yeah, it took a while for Rocky to get to CDJs. He was, he was vinyl for a very, very long time. And then he had to conform. Yeah, same. You just gotta, you gotta conform, you know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. technology is going at a crazy rate, and you just gotta go with it. Yeah, you have to. You have to to stay relevant too, and just for the times. I mean, nobody does vinyl anymore, you know. I so. mean, they do. It's just but very not real vinyl. We had, I think, well, me, we we worked uh, Crossfest. We had a couple vinyl guys, mm-hmm. right? Well, what's his name again? Oh, some German guy. Oh, I forgot what his name was. There was some techno dude, but yeah. he brought his old crates. Yeah, shit. that was cool. <laughs> Are you working CrossFest? Um, I'm not sure yet. Oh, okay. So sure yet. do you prefer large festivals or smaller smaller events? Oh man. Um 
It's like comparing five guys in In-N-Out. What's the same what? for you? Oh, that's easy for me. Yeah. But I, I wouldn't I, even eat at those places. I never, I, I never <laughs> get a burger at Five Guys, though. You never get a burger at Five Guys? What do you get, a hot dog? You get the fries. Kind of, yeah, the fries. And, like, In-N-Out, you know, you can't go wrong with In-N-Out. <laughs> Alex but is like, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, guess, I guess my point is um, festivals and concerts, um, I got to say both. They're just two different beasts, you know? Like, I like the intimacy of arena shows and concerts in a short time span. But I do also like the festival aspect of things where you get to see a bunch of different artists and explore different artists you haven't seen before. Yes. So you uh, so you also do live acts. Yes. Oh, that's a whole other that's a whole other beast. Yeah, that's fucking tough. Like band shit? Yeah, like band shit. It's not oh. that's it's I've never had to set that up. So. I've had to do it uh twice right. and it was pretty rough. like actual yeah, big risers and you have you know this space for especially, this person especially when they start bringing in like set pieces and stuff yeah. damn man it's just it more work yeah. yeah i mean I, you know like band members have you know four people in them whereas the dj is just one dude or one person yeah you're just rolling one one riser what, yeah instead of like six I think Drum the, risers, you got to rotate. Oh, fuck that. <laughs> I think the biggest I got with like setting something up like that is with keys and crates. And all I had to do was tend to the DJ with his turntable. That was it. Like and they else, used to have a big rig too. Yeah, they used to have a big rig. But, I mean, I was just there. The, all the vinyl got warped. Yeah. <laughs> all the Serato vinyl got yeah. warped. Yeah. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah, that's what happens when you do sound check at noon. And you left. Ooh. You left the in the desert. No, it was at uh, Nocturnal. Oh, oh still really? Hot as fuck yeah. out there though. This is when it was early September, not late. Yeah. Oh, it's still hot. Yeah, yeah. hot as fuck. Oh, that's yeah, right. It I, used to be the beginning I, of September, right? Yeah. You know why I know that? Because I had posted a picture, and it was, it was a picture of a bear sitting on a picnic table by himself, with a, and it says "Happy Birthday," and I was like, "That's how I feel right now." Well, cause I'm you working know. on my birthday, birthday. Oh. and it was hot as fuck. <laughs> Burning inside. But that's as big as it got, like for me to set up for anybody, like, like band wise, I guess. Mm. Have you worked with anybody that just kind of either pissed you off that you thought you're like you're you were cool and now you're a dick? Yeah, Kirby. <laughs> or, <laughs> or no, I'm talking like an artist or an artist who are like, oh my god, I can't believe you're so big and you're so cool. Of course. I mean, that always happens. Um, there's definitely artists that, you know, do that, that, you know, kind of cross the line. But sometimes, I mean, in their perspective, you're kind of in the heat of the moment or, you know, adrenaline's running through you. You can't really knock them for it at the same time. Yeah. But you, you just That's can't nice take things. nice of you to say. <laughs> thing is, you can't take things personal, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, especially with what you guys do. Because sometimes... Yeah, somebody can be pissed off, and you're just the face, and yeah. you're and you're. It, exactly. And I think I deal with that with a lot of like, you know, tour managers or production managers that come in, that kind of kind of come in with a heavy foot, right? You know, trying to, you know, I understand you're trying to get stuff done and protecting your artist, but at the same time, it's like, I think the biggest thing is like just even, the biggest thing doing what we do is like dealing with the different 
emotions and different personalities and how to manage them into a way that you can please the whole picture, you know? Yeah, because sometimes they come floored already, like all mad. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's like you're not the only one. They're not the only person that you're working with. You're 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 dealing with, you know, X, Y, Z of like other scenarios that are going on besides their man. But, you know, I guess back to the question of like, that's probably the, the hardest that you deal with is different personalities. Yeah. Having to deal with other people's bullshit. Yeah. And then they're yeah. like, he's the first face they see when they come to the stage. But it's crazy though. Cause like, I mean, again, you just try your best and do what's, what's provided for you. And then uh, at the end of the day, sometimes they're happy and sometimes, you know, you can't get the spunk off their face. And if that's the case, just, that's too bad. Yeah. And On sometimes you just become good friends after that. <laughs> I, yeah. I, you know, we all fuck up and we all get pissed off sometimes. So if, they come into the come to the stage hot and then realize that they were kind of a dick and then they apologize after that that shows a lot of a person i think that's I like think. 80% of the time yeah i mean maybe, that maybe can have five like they come they reverse it and they're like hey sorry i came in hot yeah and your judgment's not really right when you have like 12 hours of like been yeah, working and it happens <laughs> yeah yeah the if fact- that if that yeah, and the fact that they can recognize that I was kind of a dick, I need to apologize, that's huge, huge. Because yeah. we've all done that. I know I've done that. <laughs> yeah, because it's like, like, we don't know the situation they're in. Yes. They might have been stuck at the airport, but then mm. they don't know the situation we've been in. Like, well, wait a minute, dog. Like, I've, I've been, been here for 12 hours already. <laughs> 12 hours waiting for your shit to get here, and your shit's not here. Like, <laughs> you know? Well, your backline truck's been here for an hour. Where are you at? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean... That's the that's the field we're in, and it's the way the cards are dealt, homie. Yeah, come at me, bro. I will throw this gear off this shit. <laughs> <laughs> I will unplug your shit. <laughs> that's funny. Where do you see yourself in the future, man? Where do I see myself in the future with more gear? <laughs> right. Um, I I don't know. That's a tough one. Because you're not in the future yet, huh? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, do you, do you day see? Day by day. It, it sounds like to me you want to see yourself probably DJing more, maybe making more music and making, definitely down. making more music. Yeah. Um, it's, I definitely enjoy doing that. And uh, I, I never really put too much thought in what I, where I see myself in the future. Maybe I should start thinking about that. <laughs> like well, a, it's because our last guest was uh, talking about his first 10 years in the game. And then he's already yeah. thinking about his next ten years in the game. Yeah, that's yeah. good. I need I need to talk to that guy. Oh, you've met him. It's Tony. Do I? Tony, who's Tony? Which Tony one? From, <laughs> well, he used to be from Base Rush. I mean, I made him know by face. Oh. I meet some. So we, we meet so many people. Yeah. And no, I, that's. I'm, like so, I'm so bad with names. Sorry, Tony. If we met. <laughs> I, I hate the one where people come up to you and you're like, hey, you remember me? And you're like, um, I think so. And they're like, what's my name? I'm like, oh, man, I'm sorry, bro. I don't remember your name, but I know. Rocky, you got to recognize say, him. You got to say what I do. Dog, what you do you do? Be like, what's up, dog? How you been? <laughs> and then they totally forget about you asking their name. dog. <laughs> you don't even got to say like. What's your name? You just say, what's up? <laughs> Next time I'll try that. You you, you I take mean, them you in with them. I don't know hello. them after you talk to them. No, but you can't say hello. You got to blow it out of proportion. You got to make it sound like you haven't seen this motherfucker in forever and you're excited to see him again. 
That's when they're like. That's the key. You got to be more energetic. All right, yeah. lying. More excited. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, I'm not. I'm not excited I'm enough. S- that's what it is. They read me. Cap and shit, but I mean, I'm just saying, like, the the way you fucking like see them. Hey, what's up? And they're like, Yeah, he, <laughs> he remembers me. <laughs> he, remembers he remembers me. Of course, he does. I would never do that to anybody. I actually introduce myself to them all the time, even though I know I've met you like five times. By the way, my name is Brenda. Like. Because I never remember names either. Like, it's so hard. You meet, and then it's loud as fuck all the time. So, like, you never hear. It's, it's, yeah. So and I, screaming in your ear. Yeah, exactly. And then, like, why? I can't have a conversation with someone. No, I'm no. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, I, I, I love to look at Rocky when there's somebody trying to talk to him because I know that face where he makes where <laughs> he's not hearing shit. Check like, out. <laughs> yeah, no, he just, he, no, I just can't hear. He can't hear. My hearing's Blank. going bad. It's, it's so I, bad. I love that. It's, motherfucker, you did that face to me at <laughs> no fucking word. I was like, this fool did not know what the fuck I just told <laughs> Checked him. out. Ouch. Oh. You should have seen that shit, Sal. He, we were talking at the show. We're at Dream State and we're literally like next to each other and I was talking to him and they were playing some hard ass fucking trance and I, this fool gave me that look like, uh-huh. you know, he didn't know what the fuck I was saying, but he was just like, uh-huh. I was like, no fucking <laughs> I miss working with the insomniac folks. Just with the people. <laughs> Never mind. It's always a good time though. Yeah. And I think it's because we always see each other mm. and it's like, you know, like you you can't go without a show without seeing a familiar face. Yeah, I love it. As soon as you walk in, it's like, oh, that's so and so, that's so and so, that's so and so. You know, even like the makeup people, even the artists, even the the dancers, like I always see them all the time. Like, and it's like, and they just say what's up. You know, I mean, they don't know me by name. I don't know them by name. Yeah, but they just throw me, hey, what's up? You know, cool. They remember you. Yeah, yeah. the fat boy walking in. <laughs> <laughs> With kind of hard, kind of hard snacks. to not see. Everybody sees me. <laughs> besides, besides, uh, you know. People coming in hot. What are some of the challenging things you you deal with in the industry? Hmm. Really, personalities. I think that's really the biggest thing. Having to match all that is probably the most difficult. Not even a phone call. Not the emails. We get emails all the time. I fucking hate emails. Uh, e- yeah. E- email. Yeah. I mean. I hate emails. I know. We were talking about that yesterday when we were testing the audio on this and we were talking about how juggling all that shit is. It's only recent that I've really learned the art of emailing. It's a, it's a, it's definitely, definitely a process and definitely another skill set to level up. How do you deal with it? How do you, do you have like a set time, like in the morning, I'm just going to try to check my email. I'm going to clean my Yeah, email. actually, the first, first thing I do when I wake up, um, I do open my inbox to see, you know, sift through all the spam first and get rid of that. And then um, see if there's any important shit that I need to reply to or read that you are a part of. Because um, a lot of the information that we are either CC'd on or need to reply to do carry a lot of sensitive information to, you know, make a smooth and happy show. Yeah. And uh, every detail for every artist is very, very, very important. You know what I find surprising? And this is just what I see through Rocky. And I don't know if that applies to you. Like you guys are figuring things out so close to showtime. It's crazy, right? So there's a saying um, that some of the production people kind of live by, 
Shaney. Does anybody know who Shaney Lee Gordy is? I've heard of the name, but I don't know. So yeah. Shaney does artist relations for Coachella. Uh, she's been doing it for many, many years. But remember meeting her back in the day, and one of her quotes in the end of her email was a uh, figure it outness. <laughs> and just having that sense of figuring outness goes a long way just being around the people who we are around to make shit happen. Um, if you don't know it, fucking figure, figure it out. out. Yeah, problem solve. <laughs> well, Shaney, thank you for that. Um, we still live by that, and I'm pretty sure a lot of production people live by that as well. Figure it outness. Can I ask, like, at what point in your career did you start to feel comfortable with that idea? Like, how long did it take you for you to actually get accustomed to that? Never. Yeah, <laughs> you're still f- figuring it out, right? It feels, it feels like a lot of books are just falling on top of you. You don't know where to f- when it's gonna stop. It, it, never, dude. Like, um, you just take it day by day, problem by problem by problem. Gotcha. You know? Yeah, one piece at a time. You're probably like the only guy that that hits it calm. If you let that get to you, it's like, especially the F one, like you get super overwhelmed. You just fucking crack, and you just you can't do your job. No. Yeah. Yeah. One 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 question at a time, one issue at a time, one bump at a time. Because if you think of it as a whole, you'll definitely crack. If you kind of chip away, yeah. If you chip away little by little, um, you'll 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 chip away at it little by little. Production position is very intense. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of that falls on you guys that a lot of people don't know. Yeah. A lot falls on them. Like it, it can mentally fuck them up that whole day. Now, yeah. do you production and stage manage the same show? Have you done that? And do you do that regularly? There was a couple occasions that I have done that. Um, not so much. Like, I usually take the backseat on things and um, show up during show day and, you know, take it from there. But there there have been a couple of occasions where, you know, that has happened. But, you know, like, there's still a lot for me to learn in those aspects of things. So, you know, as experience goes, I'm pretty sure I'll get more responsibilities regarding that. Yeah, that just sounds intense to me. Like, how do you production yeah. and then... I've definitely done, like, smaller shows. Um, I guess for a smaller show, it's not as intense definitely but, not but like a cross or something that just seems insane for that um i actually the last cross um i was able to advance the stage for the first time uh last year and it was it was a lot you know it was a definitely a learning curve and well, that's right you worked uh main stage last year and mm-hmm. you had uh underworld yeah Wasn't man um, that, that was cool like being able to talk to their production managers and their tour managers and you know come up with a feasible schedule to have a smooth load in and a loadout for all the artists including them i think that's a hard stage because you don't only have djs you have actual bands how do you is there is there downtime do you have transition time yeah right you have to you have to i mean there's definitely set you know a set change um we are usually allotted somewhere between 20 to 40 minutes depending on size of the band and uh what you know assets that you are having to replace from either you know pre or post act of whatever you're dealing with at the time can you can you tell our audience what advancing a stage means um basically um it's it's i guess it's just a fancy word of saying it's like you're preparing stuff for the show 
figuring out what equipment is needed at one time, right? In advance. In in advance. Because something so simple like that, it sounds simple and you think that it should just like come come naturally. It is a job in itself. It is not simple to, to have to figure out to get things places and to make sure it's there on time and how it's going to get set up and how much transition time you have between act A and act B. And it is a skill. And, and some of these, some of these acts come in with trucks, you know, yeah. like semis worth of equipment and you got to figure out where to put it and how to unload it and how much manpower you need to make it happen. Yeah. In minutes, Crazy. in minutes, mm-hmm. what is the longest, like, or the largest, like transition did you have to go through um to be honest with you they're all pretty similar they're just in different degrees of like what they asked for as far as artists you know like was underworld big they have a big setup they, they had a pretty decent amount uh, of stuff but a lot of that too happens in the back end before the show before they go on where they you know set up their risers and you know a lot of that a lot of that a lot of the prep work helps in you know for a smoother showtime so so it's all basically set up off stage downstage off and stage. off stage mm-hmm. and then you just basically lift it and put it on stage hook it up yeah we, we've done that before where if things don't fit on stage um yeah you gotta maneuver gotta, yeah. have, have you worked with that rotating stage that we we've been seeing a lot on on instagram yeah, um, I have. I've done it a couple times, and uh, we're going to be doing it again for Cali Vibes and Long Beach. So, do you think um, that that's uh, changing the game, like as uh, far as of like uh, changeovers and it? You, know. you are able to streamline your performances as far as load in and load out, um, as far as like you know having them prepared, but you do have a slim chance of error because of that as well. Oh. So, I mean, you have to be line checking and sound checking while the other band's playing, you know, and making sure that they're ready before that thing rotates. True, and true. If then that that's what band they had. has had an issue with so, so their playback rig isn't working properly, yeah. then that, you know. Yeah, that's just a nightmare. When you have multiple consoles, you know, don't know what console is the one for who. So that's why organization prior to the show is very important on who's who and what. Uh, input lists are very important. Um, so all the engineers know, you know, where the actual patches for that band and so forth. I would love to see that at EDC where they have, you know how you guys have rotating parts, which is the big structures movie. I would love to see like, turn around, motherfucker, turn around. And it's a new act. Like, you know, it just turns and it's a new act. Like somebody that does live shit, you know, like you can have empires of the sun in one one side and then it flips around and then it's another like, but but in our industry we don't really have when you did mention Empire of the Sun but there's very now there is very less very less it's, it's like you'd have it's we minimal did, we're talking about like 2010 2012 when those EDM bands were around yeah. yeah right yeah and there was more people playing on different stuff you know you had Serato you had CDJs you had you know live acts now I think it's more contained. Everybody's playing push on play. CDJs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll push play, dog. Push play. <laughs> Did you get to work with Odessa? Was that last year? 
I did. Well, we, I was able to work with Odessa team. Yeah. How was that? They had. It was, cool. it, it was insane. It was amazing. Their everything was so good. Their drumline, like, it was really. It was. Oh, that's right. They had that whole. Oh yes. Odessa drums. Yeah, Brenda was uh, that shocked by that. Really shit. It was so good. It was. So it was bring out like a little drumline of some sort. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah, can you tell her that secret? Because she was like, I don't know how the fuck that happened. How did they pop up out of nowhere? How did nowhere? they pop out of nowhere? Like, I'm over oh, there. they just have them all backstage chilling. No, but then, <laughs> I'm staring at them, and all of a sudden, there's nobody there. And then all of a sudden, there was like a drum line on stage. I'm like, how did that happen? They came out of thin air. I like seeing more of that stuff. I hope we see more of that stuff. Like performance, halftime show? Yeah. like Or, or like even dancers. Who, who, who did we just see the other day and they had a cran- incredible, oh, a Purple Disco. Purple Disco oh. and Sophie. Tucker. Uh, Sophie Tucker. Sophie and Tucker. Sophie and Tucker. <laughs> Sophie Sophie and Tucker. Tucker. <laughs> yeah, they had dancers. That was kind of cool. It was really cool. I, I, I like that. I like that. But uh, They're very energetic. Provides, yeah. Provides another element on yeah. stage. Yeah. 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 yeah I like do enjoy when DJs go the extra mile and bringing in like a keyboard or in like another sampler. Yeah. I like then, that. A little extra. That. Like, there's this act that I just had at the last show I did at uh, Proper, uh, Ellie and Fur. Uh, was it Eli and Fur? Ellie and Fur. Eli and Fur. But, anyways, um, yeah, they brought in like a, like a, was it a, I think they brought in a keyboard. Oh, no, I'm sorry. It was a, it was another act prior to that. It was like Gosha and something. But, anyways, uh, yeah, they brought in a keyboard and a sampler and you know, just, it just provided like another groove, another, element to it than just you know yeah I like something different oh a little spice in there let's go back to odessa oh <laughs> <laughs> um how did you get to work with, like did you get to work with them hand in hand were they cool were they jerks like i want to oh, no, know they're, cool. they're, cool. they're awesome nice. um you, you want all the gossip yeah i want to know how they know, are as a person shit, what do they drink oh <laughs> What do they had for breakfast that day? Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> I'll leave that to Ar too. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's okay. good. I I like to know that they they were good. They were very. They they're were they're good. they're easy. They were happy. Oh good. Are we gonna see you at any near uh, Insomniac shows in the near future? I would love to. Hey Forrest, uh, pick me up, man. I got some time next year. Hit me up. Put it out there. Well, they might need DJ tags, dog. Hey, hit just, me up. Yeah, I can do that. You've never gone that route, huh? Of uh, DJ teching. I mean, it'd be too I have easy for actually. You. I, oh, used, okay. I, I, would, I would DJ tech uh, for Rock the Bells back in the day for main stage. Oh, okay. Whoa, 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 whoa! Wait a minute. Okay. Were you at Rock the Bells when they had Wu Tang Clan? Uh huh. When uh when his laptop fell. Yes. Yep. That was I was the tech for that one. What happened? Huh? What happened? He fucking knocked it off, dude. It, it fell <laughs> off? What did you say? Yeah, I, I gaffed that thing too, and it was, I don't know. Those fools were jumping too much. Yeah, no, it, it, he knocked it off and it went off the power cable, and uh, he had to restart the, the uh, his Serata. So, how did you feel that moment? Because I was in the crowd with my uh-huh. girlfriend That's at the time, and it was my wife now. We were standing yeah. in the crowd, and I, she's all like, What the fuck happened? And I said, I, I don't know. Either that fool's computer fell. Or the computer died. Yeah. Mathematics is computer. Uh, yeah, his computer ended up having a crack after that too. It's crazy. But it worked. Luckily, it worked and it powered on, and then they continued the show. But yeah, that's exactly what happened. 
Damn. That yeah. had to have been Lots so nerve wracking. Oh, oh, dude, it was very nerve wracking. Yeah. And you still took it as you mm-hmm. figured it out. Yeah. It had to, man. Like, Where right, did bro. it fall? Like back off the stage? Back, or? back off to the DJ deck. Uh, yeah. You had to like dive in there. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I saw that shit fall too. I was like, no. Oh, All slow motion. And I just saw Red Mango just look back. <laughs> Like, oh, Somebody man. gonna get that or what? <laughs> they just kept yeah, talking on the weird, mic. There was like some weird juju for that show. Like I remember it, like them screaming just some weird stuff too. It's because they brought back the dead, bro. That's why. Yeah, I don't know, man. Eze was there the night before, and then they brought <laughs> ODB, bro. Come on, dog. <laughs> you they can't did. do that. I remember that. <laughs> yeah, that was good times. That's dope. Damien got me in that show, and then. It's funny that you said that. Oh, I played, worked that Rock the Bells. And I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. Yeah. I totally remember that night. Yeah. We got to get you on the roster then. I know. Put him on the DJ roster. For the DJ text. You know what's funny is because sometimes Augie is looking for a tag. Yeah. Yeah. Text. yeah. I'm dead serious, bro. Yeah, man. I think I could uh, throw down on a DJ, on a DJ, DJ tech gig. Of yeah, course. But, but you're going to have to uh, be equipped with the shadows harnesses, bro. Yeah. Oh, yeah. uh, uh, dude. It, it's too clean. You make you make it easy. <laughs> you want Anybody to, can DJ tech okay. now. I, I, see those, <laughs> I, I see those tables already. I've, oh. I've studied it very, very closely. You, oh. you make it easy for everybody. That's great. That's your new model. That Anybody is. can DJ tech yeah. with the shadows with the harness. Shadows harness. Was, yeah. man. Hey, we were we were sure. using your sun covers at a uh, at proper. Oh, I saw that. I saw nice. some good pictures. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Now now. Uh, we're at the start of the shadow harness starting to take off. We're getting, we're doing all of Groove Cruise's uh, stages with all the harnesses. Soon you'll Shit. see them at Miami Ultra. Yeah, watch. and then yeah. they uh, there are six going to Ultra. See, so and then EDC. I think we're in talks of uh, sponsoring uh, Sound Factory for awesome. all the stages. So paid sponsored role, by the way. <laughs> yeah. 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 Nothing's for free. I'm kidding. I'm, I'm kidding. Uh, don't cut me. Don't cut me. Don't put me on stage seven. <laughs> yeah, I think the, the hard style stage. Is that what it is? Yeah. Stage seven. Don't put me on seven. That's like the purgatory of stages, man. <laughs> That's great. But yeah, it's uh, it's in the works right now. It's starting to blow up. Hopefully, I love it. It's good to hear. Let's keep going. Well, music's been a part of your life for a long time. What does it mean to you? Um, means a lot. No music, no life. Yeah, music's life. Uh, that's a T-shirt. Right no there. music, no mm-hmm. life. It's it's, yeah. If it wasn't for music, I really don't know what I would be doing right now. Do you remember the first album you bought? Do I remember the first? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> the face he makes. I, I'm <laughs> blank I, I do. I do actually. It was maybe two or three albums, and it was on tape. And you still have I them. Bought, I, I bought Boys to Men, Coolie High Harmony. That's funny. Um, I think Boys to Men was like one of my first two. Mr. Grim in those smoke. Mm. And I think it was a single, nothing but a G thing at that time. Nice. That's that, that's what I can remember. Do you remember your first DJ record you bought? 
do i remember my first dj record yeah i bought I do actually so i don't know if you remember this but there was this website called sandbox automatic back in the day Mm-mm. where you were you go to sandboxautomatic.com or sandbox i think it was sandboxautomatic.com and then literally it was just a list of pages or of of titles of songs and albums and there's a check mark on each one next to it and you just literally click the check mark on what you want and then it'll automatically go to your cart and then you of course have to weed some stuff out at the end of it because it's just way too easy to just start adding shit <laughs> but it was like a maybe a series of four or five records that i bought um man now i want to dig from now because I really don't remember <laughs> what it was, but I'm sure if I look at it and I see it, it's like, yeah, this is one of the first ones. You but, still um, own it? Oh, 100%. Oh, wow. Yeah, he still has his first car. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, before I, I, we... I, have, uh, I have a big problem with letting things go. Ah, you're a hoarder. So I'm pretty sure you still have those tapes. Only the good shit, though. Only good... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, before we got on, Sal and Kirby were having a whole involved conversation about cars. Yeah, head gaskets. Don't worry, you're not fuel the, injectors. You're not the only hoarder. Look at this wall right here. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, I said it right, right? Yeah, yeah. Whore? Hoarder. Yeah. It might whore. be both. Uh, <laughs> Maybe. Anyways, all right. Well, well, is there anything else you want to share with the class? Anything oh, you want to talk about? Anything we didn't hit on? Huh. I had a crazy EDC experience one time. Oh, oh there we go. Working or going? Um, working. Okay. Um, anybody remember EDC 2012 or was able to attend that? Uh, we were probably there, most likely. That was the... Yeah, I was working. Do you remember the windstorm that shut the whole thing down? Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. We yeah, were yeah. all there. We were there. Okay. So, um, I was booked to play one of the charging activations in kinetic uh was it kinetic field what's where's stage two kinetic field uh stage two is uh cosmic meadows cosmic meadows, cosmic meadows. that's about the grass the other the, the other the big yeah the grass yeah yeah, yeah. But anyways i was scheduled to play at a charging station over there but apparently um obviously the show was stopped and you know i was like well shit they're probably gonna cancel my set and i'm not gonna be able to play and uh so they stopped the show. The whole crowd ended up like, going to the grandstands and whatnot, right, for safety because winds were all acting up. And then um, so I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to go out there and, you know, see if I still can play, even though, you know, shit's still all weird. And then I get up to the charging tent. And then um, the charging tent was situated, like, literally in the middle of the grass field, where usually where that, that town that they build is at mm-hmm. now um edc town but uh yeah so end up showing up there pulled up with my friend ben i was like hey ben uh yeah, come roll with me and let's let's go check it out maybe you know let's let's just peep the scene see what's going on so got up there um dj was playing like some down tempo stuff just to like you know keep the crowd calm and you know you, you have about what at least thousands 80, of people 000. Eight, like thousands of people walking around not knowing what the fuck to do because the whole festival just shut down. Yeah. So this guy's playing yeah. down tempo. I remember specifically it was like a whole function one system, keeping it low. And then uh, my set time ended up going on. I was like, all right, well, let's let's uh, 
let's hop on and see what happens. And then uh, like the, the mood just didn't feel right at that time. It was like slow, you know, it was like he was playing like very low tempo stuff. And then I'm, I'm going to kick it up a little bit. And uh, I ended up playing some like, like soul house type stuff at that time, you know, it's still a little calm, nothing too crazy. And uh, I look up and there's, literally about 20,000 people in front of me Whoa. <laughs> like uh, around surrounding this hut. And, um, and we gradually just started putting, you know, turning up the volume and whatnot. And we had our own whole little party on that side of the field. And um, it was pretty surreal playing in front of all those people in that certain time and moment. And then it was crazy. Cause like after that, sh- after that show, like people were like looking for me on, on the internet and you know I, I would get random emails saying it's like oh thank you for playing you know that type of style of music or that style of house um because it wasn't really that prominent yet during that time and um it was it was cool it was it was fun and then and then steve aoki had to sh- uh, had to steal the show yeah. on the other side of the field he threw a keg at your face <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't see that that's awesome man probably that was is the, so probably cool was <laughs> you had some epic uh, DJ sets. I know. How the fuck are yeah, you no, not getting cool. paid to fucking DJ out here, dog? Do it for fun, man. I love yeah. doing it. Nice. You can't be doing that. You gotta take DJ M's quote, bro. Like, yeah, I mean, find something you're good at and have them pay you for it. <laughs> that is so cool. Yeah. It and, went. Uh, from- there, it was crazy too, because um, some lady interviewed me after my set. And ending and ended up writing an article about it on a on the Insomniac magazine, um, which published the year after that. But whoever was responsible on letting those magazines out didn't put them out. So there was like boxes of magazines with like an article on there about about the night. The little booklet, that, or the, the, yeah, the well, there were bigger there were bigger booklets before. Yeah, but yeah. yes, those small booklets now. I think it's still. Do you it. have it? I have ten copies of it. Oh, nice! And you gotta yeah, sign it, and we gotta put it here in the studio. Somewhere. Yeah, I'll just, I would love to. Oh. I would love to. It's we'll a really cool the... article. I love That's it. So awesome. Then they will. So surreal. We'll Rocky yeah. Frame. So crazy. We'll frame it and put it on the wall. And then you gotta come down and take a picture next to it. Insomniac <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely holds uh, a lot of uh, dear moments. Yeah. Especially like the boombox, man. That that that's why it was fun. Cats and boots. Thank you for the all the opportunities that you guys uh you know. Had me play that. It was fun. It was good. So you got to play Boombox a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Wow! Damn. So you were playing some pretty big shows. What in the mid two thousands? Yeah, uh, I was more active DJing around like mid two thousands, early early, yeah, early mid two thousands. And then ever since I started getting more into like the back end of things, started like dwindling off of it. Yeah. But not by choice. It just kind of happened. Yeah. You know. That's I mean, I should, uh, yeah. <laughs> That's so cool. That's awesome. Yeah. You know what I've had happen? I don't know if this, this happened to you guys or like, oh, someone didn't show up. We need to find a DJ. And I'm like, I, uh, I'm right here. I'm a DJ tech. <laughs> I am a DJ. Oh, you DJ? Well, yeah, motherfucker. Like, what do you think? I just got into this thing. Like, well, Kirby doesn't nah, DJ. I guess you're right. But that's. I DJed before. I swear to God. I think I remember you telling that story. Yeah, I, I DJed. I, I actually played before Sander Van Dorn, and I played a fucking mix. Yeah, I think <laughs> I remember you saying that. I played three tracks from a fucking mix, 
And I was like, they were like, hey, bro, you got to change this shit. This shit is nothing. <laughs> <laughs> this shit is nothing. And I was like, I don't know how to get out of it. <laughs> I don't know how to get out. We're, we're stuck. We're stuck. Yeah. Have you ever had that happen when you were teching, Sal? A couple times, yeah. That's I've cool. definitely, um, there was this thing that we were doing uh, back in the day at LACMA. Uh, it was called uh, Through the Mic Series. It was a hip hop show curated by MERS. And um, how old are you, bro? Huh? How old are you? How do you think I am? Uh, Ask a person there. 38, 40? Yeah, I'm turning uh, 40 this year. Nice. Nice. Nice, nice. I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, gained that golden age. <laughs> now, that, now that you're talking about Merz, we're, we probably yeah. were around the same. So, so we used to do this thing called Through the Mic series out in LACMA. Um, it was a weekly hip hop show, and um, there were a couple occasions where they just needed some opening music, and no one was there, so I would just hop on and rock it for like maybe forty minutes to an hour while people Whoa. come in and stuff, set the mood. That's always fun. Yeah. Yeah, it's fun, man. Yeah, I just play play a bunch of boom bap, play a bunch of just dope hip hop. That's crazy. I know. Uh, did you ever go to those hip hop nights out like in uh uh what's it called? Uh fuck, not Echo Park. Is it Echo Park? Like Lamert Park? Yeah. Like all the project blocks. Yeah. No, I never really had a chance to get to that, but I've I, I was definitely I've been able to actually work on a couple of like, you know, Project Blood people. Yeah. I used to go to those Project One parties. That's cool. Yeah, I was, I was like, I was like, oh, maybe he I was there, <laughs> and I never saw. I mean, we, I would have never met him, but yeah. I mean, that's dope. That's crazy that you were at the show that he was working. Yeah, it's a trip. Yeah, yeah, it's a. Uh, I used to roll with a different crowd, and they were hip hop guys. Mm. And then I got into gang banging, and then yeah. Uh-oh. Easy. Let's not go there. Yeah, that's a whole other story. It's something else we got to cut out. Yeah. Oh. Now we got to edit that out. <laughs> PG, PG. You're a family man now. Before I started, before I was selling oranges on the on the freeway. <laughs> <laughs> Way before. That's great. All right. Well. Well, Sal, I appreciate you coming on the show. Yes, buddy. Thank I know. Thank you for having me. It's about time. We've we've name dropped you few quite a few times. times on this show. Yeah. I've definitely heard definitely my name there on a couple of shows that you guys were streaming. <laughs> oh, you listen to us. What? Oh, yeah, of course. Nice. Love the support. I had to, had to, had to hop on, man. Had to share the love. Lo- I love yeah. it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah. Thanks for coming on. I mean, I wish we could have had you in the studio, but this is just as good. This is actually <laughs> fun. <laughs> um. Do you have like any social media you want to share with anybody where they can check out your music maybe or just upcoming gigs? Yeah, I mean, I'm not really active on social, but I do have social media. Um at DJ Equip is my Instagram. And there's also a EQPT mastering uh, dot com. I mean, if you want to send some tracks, there's a link there that you can upload your stuff. Um yeah, if you want some mastering done, you can make that happen. That's so cool. Now I know somebody who can master music. QPT. Yeah. I'm about to send that. You have to what? I'm about to send it to my brother. My brother Eddie. He makes oh, yeah. I remember you're... I'm about to I'm about to have you link up with that for him link up with you. He's coming back from New York. Love it. He yeah. should be here. I, I, there's, a couple, uh, there's a couple of people I work with in New York. He should be here like um, Saturday. No, he's moving back out here. And I know he's got a lot of shit that he's working on. He needs to get mastered. 
dope. There it is. It. I'll send you some of his shit on Spotify. Yeah, Spotify? Uh, I'm on Tidal. Oh, fuck. Ooh, there you go. I think he has Tidal, too. Uncompressed. You got it, man. I love it. I love it. <laughs> well, again, man, thank you for being on the show. And uh, we'll see you next time. Yeah. Hopefully see you across. Yeah. Well, we'll see each other again soon for sure. Yeah, yeah. definitely. You're going to be working cross. We're putting it out there. Yeah, we're putting it out there. <laughs> Fingers crossed. <laughs> ah, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> All right, cool, man. This is Set Times. Bye-bye.